Here we are back live after two weeks of pre-recorded shows. It's nice to be have that spark of live theater yes. back in our yeah. lives again. Uh, knowing that, that people are watching right now, depending on us for entertainment. Yes. People like our mom. Hi, mom. Um, I know hi, you're mom. watching. Um, I, uh, I miss you. We have to, I have to call you, see how things are. You haven't called her in a while? It's been a couple of days. I've been a little bit busy and I, I, I need to call her. Oh, so. wow. I spoke to her that's this is why <laughs> i try to separate business and family professional stuff but yeah you know, you know, i made a terrible error sorry i went there okay let's pretend we're not even brothers then you know just keep it i think people are going to know somehow i think <laughs> they they're going to get figured out. figured out yeah maybe the title of the show gives it away maybe so you know what would be fun is if we had other people fill in for us a lot um Let's do that. Unrelated people filling it. Just we just brand it. And we have they have to imitate us. And then yeah. we have to we have to guess which one is who. Okay. Then it's definitely gonna be Jim Conroy and Joe Narciso doing the whole show. Every <laughs> okay. Time. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. I mean, we're both obviously we're both wearing black sweaters, baseball hats, and glasses. So we're right That's away. True. We're staying true to the brand, the brother yeah. brand. I can't even tell us apart right now um how you doing i i've been good i've been uh uh pretty busy you know um amelia's starting rehearsals in a show her show from uh before lockdown is is coming back coming back it's very exciting but that means that i'm i'm you know i'm doing all the stuff that i I don't know how to do like laundry manage, manage all these things I, I don't know how to do them it's terrible she does so many things and i mean she's better at them than i am <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. it's been a while so she's in rehearsal and i'm i'm like trying to trying to do my stuff and then keep everything uh, together and it's uh i don't think i'm doing a very good job so you're lost you're you're feeling lost I'm not lost that's really an extreme i'm a little t- overwhelmed okay i know where i am i'm, I'm lost there. are you lost i'm lost i i got an audition today this afternoon that i have to tape tomorrow 12 pages of dialogue i'm like i don't know i want to be the guy who who had a stroke and sits in the wheelchair for 12 pages and doesn't say anything i don't want to be the guy in the, in the jury room who's talking and talking and talking yeah i i i understand that <laughs> yeah so uh trying to figure out because that's also is it really a jury room yeah it's going to be a jury room. yeah so that's a whole list of names and things and cases and dates and moments that are yeah very specific that you have yeah it's basically the role is i'm uh i'm lee j cobb in 12 angry men uh in this episode a nicer you're not quite uh, that angry i hope i'm I'm not quite as angry as lee j cobb but i'm I'm the holdout i'm the guy who's wasn't he like the angriest? He was really angry. He was super annoyed. He super was really annoyed anyway. Really annoyed, but has one of the great temper tantrum leading into breakdowns ever in at the end of that movie. It's really, it's I pretty. Have, I haven't seen that in a while. I should check it out again. Yeah, he, he does. He has a great, uh, a great monologue at the end of that movie. And he just, he tears that? it up. Tell me about the birds. 
What about the <laughs> yeah. birds? Yeah. Tell me about the, no. Yes. It, it, tell me about the bird. Yeah, I think tell me tell me about the birds. No, I'm kidding. It's oh. Escape from Alcatraz. Oh yeah, tell me about the birds <laughs> and and bird the rabbit. Alcatraz. Tell me about the rabbits. Tell me about the rabbits, George. Tell me about the birds. Yeah, that's yeah. his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't yeah. hurt a fly. Every last line <laughs> yeah. from him. Yeah, <laughs> all in all in one. Yeah, that would be great. Um, are you watching anything other than what we're watching? No I've watched time. some stuff. Yeah. Um, we got into this show called Ghosted um, and with Craig Robinson and uh, Adam Scott. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's been fun. Half hour comedy. Oh, um, I should check that out. I love Adam Scott. Paranormal. They're like, it's like uh, Goofy X-Files. It's, f- oh, it's very okay. funny. Very Fun. funny. Watch that. Um, watched a couple of episodes uh, of The Girl across the street from the woman in the window by the train <laughs> right yeah. and like it we're we're watching that we'll probably it's, continue that's very funny i love how sly it is have you have you had the the wonderful experience of having conversations with people who say no i don't like it i don't like it and you're like why and then as they start explaining why they don't like it you realize that they don't they don't know realize it's a joke it's a satire yeah um i haven't had that experience because i don't talk to anybody you're the only ah. you're the you're the my conversation a week I have. It's kind of a great moment when you realize that they don't know that it's a satire. Um, that's that's a little that's a little sad. I, I, I mean, look, I'm not saying that your friends are sad. I'm just saying that it's a little sad, and it's also sad that we live in a time where most shows are almost that ridiculous, right? On purpose, yeah. And it's not, they're not friends of mine. I mean, they may have been friends of mine, but not the anymore. moment they say that, they're not friends of mine. No, they're out of the, they're <laughs> off your Rolodex. They're off, off the list. Um, did you, you eat anything good this week? I did because I made some decent food. I made a, a, a very darn good steak, if I do say so myself. Okay. Thank you, Cast uh, Iron Steel Pan. Oh, yeah. Uh cast iron steel that's not a thing cast iron pan <laughs> no, it is good lord i didn't want to say anything the teflon steel you know that uh <laughs> yeah. that stuff yeah um that was good and i made um i today i made a a, a chicken soup that is a new <laughs> recipe that is incredible that i do things too i i i make additions to it and it's very good i made that okay and I only say it that way because it's a recipe. Get this. This is free for everybody listening. You make it in 30 minutes. Chicken 30, soup. 30 minute chicken soup. Yeah. And you know why? Because you start with ground chicken. Oh. Which is a genius idea if you think about it. That's pretty. I make chicken soup uh, actually even faster than 30 minutes. I can make it in about three minutes. I open a can of soup. And uh, I've got chicken soup right there. Not impressed. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't actually simply don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit. I'm going to wait until this moment passes and see what happens next. 
<laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Can you rewind live television? Is that possible to do to rewind? You can, it? but not not this. What we're doing it's because it's it's just people, not television. People saw that, and I can't take it away. No, it's there forever, and we'll uh, be there for the history of the internet. Yeah, and I I have no pride, so I'm not even going to edit it out of the podcast. I'll let myself be embarrassed. Um, so can. you win the uh, soup award, the speedy soup award, the speedy soup. Um, did you see anything yourself other than a Danish detective show? A Danish detective. about somebody who moves back home and discovers that lo and behold, there's murders in their small town. No, uh, I'm watching, I'm still watching um Shetland about the, the ponies, about the the murder ponies, murder ponies, a murder of ponies on okay. Shetland. Um, but boy, does it make me want to go visit the Shetland Islands? Oh, just you need I some sweaters. Go. Want to get some sweaters? It just looks so beautiful. When people aren't getting killed, it looks quite beautiful there. I, I, that that part of the world is stunning. It'd be, yeah. Is it all coastal? Um, it's you know. only coast. The, it, the Shetland Islands. There's actually no 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 part of it that's not coast. That's my point. Uh, my point <laughs> is when I said is it coast, I meant it is coast, and that's all. And yeah. um, is it now? Is this uh what are the Shetland Islands? Are they off the coast of Scotland, Ireland? Where off the are they? off the coast of, of Scotland. Are I they believe part of Scotland or the the yeah, own... no, they're they're Scotland. So when things get really bad, Glasgow sends, you know, the the intrusive team of quote experts to interfere with the local constabulary. But um but of course the local constabulary always saves the day. Um, and you're talking the, about in real life in the Shetland Islands or on this TV show? Both. Okay. Both. Um, so, uh, but the lead actor is a fellow named Douglas Henshaw, who is spectacular. And there's another uh, regular on it who I've I've noticed he's uh, ubiquitous in in a lot of uh, British television. Mark Bonner, uh, who's just uh, a fantastic actor. And who has, you know, hair that either you or I would kill for, actually. He's just got, like, the best hair. He's like the... At this point, I would... You'd be surprised <laughs> the, the crappy hair I would kill for. <laughs> yeah, me it wouldn't too. Take, it wouldn't take this guy's hair. <laughs> it wouldn't take much. Yeah. I'd, like, kill for Harvey Firestein's hair right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm not I'm not going to touch that one. Um, Oh, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> I, I thought I got I forgot Weinstein mixed up. And I oh was like, God! You don't want his hair? No, no. <laughs> yeah, Firestein, Firestein, Firestein. Okay, yeah. He's he's an older entertainer right now. That's the joke. He's an entertainer. <laughs> right. Got it. Who used to have hair yeah. like me, and now he does. It's, yeah. Please don't. This is going badly. Maybe we should start talking about a movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do a little <laughs> reset. Um. So, uh, okay, this is our last UK horror, Hammer Horror movie. Yeah. I'm going to just say this right now. I'm voting for another marathon of Hammer Horror a little down the road because there are 19,000 Hammer Horror movies. And so far, honestly, I've enjoyed all of these. Yeah, I would, I would second that vote. And since there's only you and me, I think uh, the motion carries. Um, great. 
you know, this is part of a trilogy, this movie. I the, I learned that. Yeah. And um, what were the other ones? The Vampire Lovers in 1970 and Lust for a Vampire in 1971. I didn't. Uh, and Godfather 3. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't see those and didn't know that this was. See, you know, I thought I was a horror fan. And here we go. The whole landscape of horror that I, I didn't know. Isn't that a cool thing about, I mean, in all seriousness, being a fan of something. Isn't it cool that no matter how much a fan you think you are, how much you know about stuff. Every once in a while, you just get introduced to something and you're like, how, how did this how did I miss this? Yeah. Does I didn't happen- know any of the hammer stuff, but I mean, I, you, I, I mean, I like walk around talking about horror movies. I'm like, I should, I, I thought I knew horror. Like, like I'm sure for instance, there's a, every once in a while, there's a writer of detective novels that pops up and people are like, wait, you don't know so-and-so. And you're like, no. And they're like, they've written 37 books in here, you know, yeah, unless that doesn't happen to you anymore because you've that actually does, that that completely happens to me, and then I feel like an idiot. But it's such a great part of this because yeah. it just never ends being interesting. It's just never not interesting. Yeah, no, we got to come back to to Hammer Horror uh, after I torture you next month. Um, well, that'll be the real horror. Yeah, the real horror is coming. But this is our last UK horror uh, for a while. Yes. And um, today's movie. Do you want to? break it down for people what the stats are here uh it is 1971's twins of evil um it is a rank organization production of a hammer horror movie which means that it has the guy the shirtless guy hitting the gong at yeah. the beginning of the movie yeah who was in fact uh that guy was a uh, william thomas wells better known as bombardier billy wells who was a heavyweight british boxer Really? I I didn't do any research on that. That's fantastic. He was the third rank gong master. <laughs> uh, the, the other two weren't quite as notable, but wow. Bombardier Billy Wells. Yeah. I think that's I'm gonna start referring to certain people that way. I'm gonna in the more I'll get get to school in the morning, I'll say, Good morning, gong master. <laughs> people could um, might, they might all take who knows how they take that. You better keep it to bong master. It's much bong. safer. Bong. Safer. What's it, Chuck? Uh, what's his name with the bong? The oh, that was the Gong Show. The Gong Master. Chuck Barris the, was the Barris, real Gong the Master. Gong, yeah. yeah, the Gong Master. Um, so, um, Twins of Evil follows the story of um, twins, Frida. Um, who are they? Frida and Maria. Frida yes. and Maria. Gellhorn, who uh, whose parents have died, and so they are they are sent off to a a uh, girls sort of finishing school in in Vampire Land, which is where they go to Vampire uh, Town, yeah, yeah, which is where their uncle lives. Yeah, their uncle lives in Vampire Town. Their uncle, the uh, the wonderful uh, Peter Cushing who now is playing Gustav Weil if we were in America but we're not we're in we're in vampire land so his name is Gustav Weil mm-hmm. um and he's a a very puritanical 
and dresses like the old Puritans fellow who just runs around the woods burning witches, bur well, burning young burning women. ladies, just <laughs> yeah. pretty much ladies. Uh, he it's just not... runs around burning women because yeah. there's there's lust and there's sex out there and there's there must be vampires, and um, and there is a, a Count Karnstein who um may be some trouble who's well, yeah uh, yeah and of course one uh, um maria is very good named as she is after the virgin mary and frida is not very good and she looks with with lust and longing at karnstein castle and she runs away from her uncle and gets involved with the vampire and hilarious hijinks ensue and that's really kind of all there is to it um i mean the, the, it's not heavy on plot no no uh not really and there's Didn't... a there's a school teacher at the at this at the girls school who is immediately in love with maria and not in love with frida because for some reason he can he's the only one who can tell the twins apart and no, he's and in love with frida he falls in love with the firing one um no, I thought I think he falls in love with the with the nice one and the fiery one tricks him. She she goes and and after she gets vamped out with Karnstein, she comes back and and tricks him. I thought. I think she tricks him. I think both things are true. I think she does <laughs> trick him. And I think he falls in love because his sister says, "Well, how can you tell the difference? Because they're twins, and they, what difference does it make? Which, which is an amazingly thing to say. Like, <laughs> which difference does it make? Which human being you fall in love with?" <laughs> yes. Well, and he says, "Well, you know, they're very different." Yeah. Um. And you know, Maria is very nice, but it's she's boring, and Frida is, uh, you know, has got this fire. She's got this thing about her that's really crazy. So he's, you know, he's kind of into the the dark the darkness himself. I think. Oh, see, I thought it was the other way around because when when they switch places, when the twins switch places, and 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 Frida assumes Maria's identity as 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 Maria is being hauled off to be burned, he goes to visit her. I thought he's thinking that she's Maria. I thought it was her purity of soul that he was attracted to. I don't know. I think this is already way deeper than they thought about it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, you know, so he's in love with one of them. We can't decide which. And one of them turns into a vampire, uh, gets bitten by Count Karnstein. And uh, uh, Count Karnstein himself is not a vampire at the beginning of the movie. He's just a, a bored, uh, randy dilettante who wants mm -hmm. action darkness and he's bored with goodness and yeah. blah 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 well yeah. so he he engages in a sacrifice and the blood of the the virgin that he sacrifices drips down through the floor onto the crypt of an ancient ancient vampirus who comes back to life when the blood hits her and then she comes up and bites him and he he vamps out Yes, that's all true. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all things that happen in the movie. Yeah. I'm 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 perceiving that you think my recap is wanting. <laughs> well, I'm stuck on the idea that you describe this guy as just kind of like a bored dilettante 
and you described you described Peter Cushing as puritanical when in fact they're both they're both serial killing homicidal maniacs. They're, they're, they're in fact yeah, but I'm I'm the guy who likes Mike Hammer and wants I know, to hang I'm out not with him. I'm not surprised. I said I was delighted. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about it. Okay. Um yeah, uh yes, these are all things that happen. Um I I uh I don't know if you sat there with your jaw hanging open in amazement as much as I did during this movie. Oh, I did. I did. Um, I said my jaw was open in amazement at the 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 forty seven minute take during the opening credits of the woman being burned at the stake. For, insane. Forever and ever and ever. Insane. The opening credits rolled. Yeah, it's really insane. This one. Um, this was a you know th- this was the latest hammer horror we've seen. The other ones were like late sixties. Yeah, so we're in seventy one now. Things have and changed. they were they were up in the they were spicing it up. Let's put it that way. They did spice it up. The earlier earlier ones were, were they're all bodice rippers. Sure, but in the previous ones, the bodices were maybe not really ripped. Frayed. Yes, they a bit ripped. They were slightly fr- dislodged. One, they were a yeah. bit dislodged, maybe, yeah. but not. And in this ripped. one, the bodices get they're ripped, torn. It's a and... ripped bodice kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, so be forewarned. It is that kind of movie. I I I coined the term today. I was very pleased with myself. Of it's it's goth exploitation. I think is a correct way way to put it. Very nice. And um. You know, so it there. You know, even in scenes where they're not ripping bodices off, there there are barely any bodices around. Sometimes just you can't find very a few of them, very little of them. So there's that going on. There um, is. There's also. I learned a new word watching this movie. Um, I think in in modern parlance, the word is prostitute. But apparently back in, in these days, it was a very long word. The word was uh, the woman who lives alone in the cottage and who has many husbands. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's, it's all one word. It's as if they didn't even have a word yeah. but I think it in means Vampire Town. <laughs> I think that's what you mean. Yeah. The woman who lives alone in the cottage in the woods and has, has many, many husbands. husbands. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see in a primitive way what you're trying to get across here is... Yes, which I didn't get because it, it, that would imply that if you if she sleeps with them, then they're married. Like the, she's married to all of them. Well, there's no other. There's no word for girlfriend in Vampire Town. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there, there isn't. No, no, you know. I mean, the, the it was shocking to see those two sisters arrive in the in the clothes that they had on because you know their parents you know had uh, died tragically and they were supposed to be in mourning for for all year wearing black and they didn't wear black for more than a two month period. So they were very frowned on in vampire town. And Peter Cushing sees them in those dresses and he says, what kind of plumage is this for birds of paradise? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Tudor Gates. Let's hear it for Tudor Gates. uh, Writing some of those amazing lines. Great dialogue. Great stuff. We're also like really, uh, you know, just terms of tone and vibe, got a ser- like Hammer had seen some Italian giallo horror movies at this point. Okay. They had started off not paying any attention to that. And then the interim 
Italian horror and spaghetti westerns become huge. And this is like a spaghetti western almost. You yeah. know, it really has that same. It's like a Jallo movie, but the fact that it's a period piece made it feel like Once Upon a Time in the West, but a horror movie. Yeah. Yep. Incredible cinematography, like just fantastic. Yeah. And there's some Sergio Leone shots. You yeah. Know, zooming in on the eyes. Zoom, during, the yeah. constant zooms, amazing zooms and complicated wonders and zooming. Oh, it's the, so cool. The sequence um in the in the bedroom when he realizes that Frida is 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 not what she appears to be. And they they give that zoom in on his eyes. I I I have vampire zoom, vampire zoom eyes written down. <laughs> vampire zoom eyes. I do. Do you have anything written down? Um, there was some symbolism during one scene that I wasn't quite sure that I understood. And I think maybe I need you to explain. Oh, it let to me, me let me try to wonder. Let me hold on. Let me try to pinpoint where is this, are they is there is a kind of a love scene, perhaps? Perhaps it's a love scene. Is there's a is there's a prop? There's a prop. A there's candle. a prop. Yeah. Yes, there's a candle that is lit. I'm not going to discuss this further with you for legal reasons, but yeah. you need to go. Everybody needs to see this because it it's quite like, something. I Unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, it was really uh, uh, overt. Very, yeah. very overt. And, um, and this movie is unapologetically titillating and overt. And and like, I mean, the whole the you really do get the feeling like this is this is really the whole reason that hammer existed was just yeah. so that you know this could this kinds of things could happen yeah uh, but peter cushing let's talk about peter cushing's performance in this movie he tears it up even more in this movie than he did i think in uh frankenstein must be destroyed he cranked it up he's incredible He's just one of my favorite movie stars. He's just, he's so good. And it's amazing how he commits to these movies. I mean, yeah. he could be doing, he could be working with the best directors in the world. And he's, he's just, yeah. he's treating this like, you know, I'm doing Dr. Zhivago. I'm doing, you know. Yeah. He, he, he gives a hundred and, and well, whatever that is, he just gives all of himself to it. And he, and like I said, in the, in our last episode, you know, the, the, the fact that he, he really committed cause he just, he, he just didn't want to insult the audience. You know, he really, he felt that they deserved his complete attention. And, um, that's just so cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the kind, you know, it's the prototype for the kind of stars that we have today who who mouth off all the time about fan service, who talk all about it, right? You know? Right. But you kind of get the feeling it's a corporate gig anyway, and somebody else really does the fan servicing for through social media and the, the actor's not really involved too much. Yeah. Guys like Peter Cushing lived that, you know, they 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 lived it every day for 35 years of their careers and never made a deal out of it they just was like no this is my job yeah yeah a real craftsman yeah i'm yeah, glad okay. you i'm glad you dig him because i i mean i i got interested in him a few years ago uh through some of these movies and and was just really i ended up being really surprised that his stardom didn't really 
get outside the genre world like that other people aren't really talking more about him because he's just so he's just so damn good like yeah. put him put him in put him in henry the fifth with uh olivier you'd be like i of course yeah fits right in. An eye? um so uh again with the adr Yes. Some pretty amazing ADR because apparently the, the Collinson twins, although their last name is Collinson, happen to be from Malta, I believe. That's what I read. Unbelievably thick ac accents. Yeah, completely dubbed. <clears throat> um, and uh, I didn't notice. No, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> you didn't notice. Because your eyes were elsewhere, I think. You, you were looking... I just was I, uh, I was distracted, but there's a lot to see in lot. this film. Lots there of art a... direction yes. in this film. Yeah, there is. Amazing art direction. Um, but speaking of amazing art direction, the teeth have come a long, long way. They have. Since, since Brides of Dracula. They have. Many things have. The teeth are, are, are on point now, no pun intended, and... You know, uh, the um, the the bite marks, the makeup of the uh, teeth marks in the neck are much more realistic now. Yeah. They used to just be two little like mosquito bites. Yeah. Now they know? look like they, they build them up and have an indentation. Yeah. Suit, so it looks like there's a hole in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Although apparently they're done on a place in the neck that isn't physically possible for the vampire to have bitten into, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're they're like lined up like perpendicular with the jawline, right? So, so it looks aesthetically cool in the in the shot, but they couldn't right. actually get no, his teeth there. They'd have to be sideways. They'd have to be sideways, be up and down on the jugular. Yeah, there. Werner Herzog knew this when he made Nosferatu. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that was some great stuff. I have so many moments in this movie that I love. Me too. What are your What are your top three moments uh i have uh i have about 10 of them i have about 10 top three moments okay um the blood trickling from his sacrifice down onto mercala's crypt okay well yes can i just stop though and say that that sequence yeah that whole sequence is to me the best thing we've seen all month that to me, just in terms of sheer filmmaking, editing, all the design coming together, that that like satanic ritual where they summon the the vampire ghost from with the blood, all of that, incredible. Like yeah. to me, that was uh, the the best the, of of Hammer we've seen. So yes, totally on that that whole sequence. Um, the uh. The moment that we decided we can't talk about with the candle. Mm -hmm. uh, Anton's first, the first time he sees the twins is a pretty great shot. Mm -hmm. Because he looks at the twins and it's like they, they hung a curtain in front of one of them or something. He, he, he can see one of them and the other one, it, it's like... It's a real I only have eyes for you moment, but they do it literally. They, mm -hmm. they it's they, a cool in-camera effect. I, yeah, I, yeah. Um the count's reaction to seeing the cross on her breast when he comes into the bedroom to try and bite her, and there's the cross, and he he does the classic uh 
rearing back and the hand, you know, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, again, the, the zoom in on the eyes when he's alone with the girl he thinks is Maria and he looks into the mirror and he can't see her. Mm -hmm. Um, the burning of the eye and the machete in the head. By it gets Yoko. very George Romero at the end there. Really good violence. The decapitation. Best. De that's like you know you know you know I'm convinced what happened here is that Quentin Tarantino put that in Kill Bill too, or yeah. Kill Bill was it Kill Kill Bill is Kill One Kill, Kill Bill, Bill One, one when yeah. what's her name get the yeah. The Lucy Liu. Yeah. That was that was the same thing happened. That was one of the most intense, crazy. I don't want to say decapitations because it makes it sound like I sit around watching just fast forwarding movies until it until the decapitations, which is yeah. not what I do. No. Um, but it's it, it, it's a really shocking and well done, well done effect. I love how he just sends her out for it though too though it's like here let's go out here and, and then he sends her out and he hangs back like to see if she gets yeah it's like oh my yeah, girlfriend got did. her head cut off i think i'll well, go the other way it's just moments after he shoves her to the ground really violently and then then says okay come on let's get out of here which is another moment i wanted to talk about there's no reason for it yeah there is i thought because she it's her uncle that's coming for them She's bringing this upon him. But he's the one who, well, no, she went after him. Dude, he's a vamp. He's a vampire. <laughs> he's not going to take the news he well. Still <laughs> he's just going to be, he's going to be pissy about it. Oh, you know, he is. He's not a classy vampire like Frank Langella. Frank Langella wouldn't do that. He wouldn't shove anybody around. He no. was a gentleman. Uh, well, this is not uh, Langella Town. This is Vampire Town. This is Vampire Town. Yeah. Do you have any favorite silly moments? Oh wait, let's hear your your favorite good moments. Um. Oh God, there's. I'm just. It's just chock full of them. I mean, the all the shots of um the Puritans riding through the forest. Those with those long lenses, you know, and those incredible pine forests that they had, and. I mean, they're just incredible. A lot of it like felt like a Kurosawa movie. It just feels amazing because it's like beautifully shot in natural light up in the woods up there, wherever the hell they shot this. Vampire. And it, it's a really good art, like beautiful art direction and production design. Just a, a, just a really a slightly more sophisticated, more modern feeling movie than the earlier ones. Um, and I, I, you know, it, it, this is a different director. This was a guy named um, uh, John Hugh or Hell or Hoe. John Hoe. <laughs> um, How do you spell it? H O U G H. Oh, yeah. Ho. Yeah, I think it's Welsh and it's pronounced. Yeah. Fladel. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, uh, not a director who I knew a lot about. He didn't do a lot of films that I'd heard of, not famous stuff. Uh, this might have been his most famous movie. Same with the DP. Like, it wasn't, it's not, it's kind of a surprisingly brilliantly made movie considering it's not made by, I, I thought there'd be like, oh, Ozzy Morris did the sets, but it was like the first movie that some great DP, you know, it's like, no, just 
just happened to be everybody on point making this movie. And um, I uh, love, so I love the way that that whole opening looks. I'm a huge fan, as I said, of that, that ghost, that vampire ghost that approaches after the blood drips on the corpse. I mean, it clearly Monty Python got their death eats the salmon moose character from that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that creature, but it's terrifying. I mean, it's really, really scarier to me than, other similar effects in movies like Dante's, not Dante's Peak. Oh, not Dante's Peak. It's the Guillermo Toro movie, um, uh, Widow's Peak or something. Anyway, he does. He did this gothic movie where the designs were very CGI, and I just love this in camera stuff. It just looks fantastic. Um, what else do I absolutely love? I mean. I really, really like the scene actually where uh, where Peter Cushing's wife, played by uh, Kathleen Byron, kind of lets him have it. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, very strong. Um, played from both of them. I thought you know she was really great. She was very famous for being a, in this movie Black Narcissus um, about the nun who goes crazy in the Himalayas. Um, and uh, I thought she did a great job here, not as a nun or somebody going crazy. Uh, and Peter Cushing, I thought, was actually did a great job of being much more layered and complex with that character in that scene because he was really kind of at war with himself about this and starting to maybe think she had a point that maybe he shouldn't go around murdering just everybody, all the ladies that he sees. He's like, maybe she's got a point. Yeah, because he does just go there. Oh, he, yeah. They ride through the woods and find women and decide they're a witch. And there's no nothing that you see. Some of these, some of these women are just like, oh, I'm just going through the woods, yeah, just like walking down the streets. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, oh, burner. Yeah, and and <laughs> it, I kind of, I mean, that the movie is crazy that way, but that's kind of the things I love about it because it's very. Um, this isn't a scene I loved in it, but one of the things that I loved about it was that it was pretty anarchic morally until you meet that school teacher and he eventually becomes through more scientific reason. Right. I guess somebody who's, you know, you can say is a hero kind of, but both, both factions in this town are awful. Like the count is a horrible, horrible, becomes a vampire but before that he might as well be he just murders people in satanic ceremonies for fun and he tries to bring the devil into town and all kinds of stuff a dilettante he just is a lazy guy <laughs> he's a rich lazy guy and um you know and the puritans are literally like a gang of hell's angels who just go riding horseback and with and kill people and set them on fire i mean it's absolutely horrible yeah, I think and, this and is, they have a lot of um, political power, so there's nothing anybody in town can really do. And and you don't really and the sisters are also kind of mysterious. One of them is good, but one of them is kind of one of them may be evil. Yeah, maybe well, she just wants to go out and have a good time. Totally understand it. But she also is attracted to the dark side. Let's to face the dark it. Side. Yeah. I think this, um, you know, I don't, this is a bit of interesting trivia is that Arthur Miller saw this movie and then went home and wrote The Crucible after seeing this. 
this um, was the inspiration i didn't yeah, i did not know that people think that it was it was oh. about mccarthyism but right. it, it wasn't it, it was his didn't reaction. hawthorne write uh wasn't it the uh the scarlet letter after yeah, seeing after this seeing this movie yeah definitely it was was it Hawthorne? I'm asking the writer because I wouldn't know. Yes, Hawthorne wrote the Scarlet Letter. I thank you. I pulled that out of them nowhere. Right. God. Pretty sure it was Hawthorne. Let's leave it at that. Let's not even <laughs> Google it. Let's not. Let's. Um, I want to say uh, that uh, my favorite thing about the movie is that it, I, is Jimmy Fallon made a better vampire than I thought he was going to. Oh my God! I can't believe you said that because I had Jimmy Fallon down for the recasting. <laughs> I had Jimmy Fallon as Count Carnstein. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's my favorite thing about this uh, movie. <laughs> it was Jimmy Fallon, or if not Jimmy Fallon, John Stamos, <laughs> one or one or the other. <laughs> Stamos would be good too. Oh, I can't believe that you said the same thing I did for the recasting. Wow. Yeah. So that's my that's kind of my favorite thing about it. I didn't know he did. I didn't know he was in uh, British movies in this in the it's late so, early seventies. I didn't know that. Imagine what Jimmy Fallon would do with this. He would tear it up and still wouldn't be as big no. as as our as our friend Damien. Not even Damien nearly. Thomas and his hair. Oh my the, god. The other thing that I love, let's see, is um oh I love then when when she he finally turns her into a vampire and uh he has a uh a, he has a her first meal there is a, a blonde lady who's tied to a wall and he's he says now you can eat you know you can feast on what you like and uh she chooses she chooses to to go for it uh, in a very unique way. Her her choice she doesn't bite on the neck. She doesn't bite on the arm or the leg. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not on. even remembering that. You're I'll not. Just, I'll have to rewind. Yeah, you're. Yes, she. She. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna check the, that out. It, it, the 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 event it evokes the title of the film. Yes. Um, gotcha. Okay. Um, I love the fact that, like, you know the art direction and i love the the set design that how you have this kind of the difference between the brotherhood lodge the puritan brotherhood lodge and yeah. and the counts you know satan chamber with the fireplace with the demon statues in it and stuff yeah. i mean they're just fantastic sets and um and and so interesting like comparing and contrasting these two completely evil forces who are dire enemies and neither of them are any damn good. Like it's just awful. Yeah. From both sides. That's I thought that was a, like a really very modern movie. To, it was a very like every other hammer movie I've seen has been like, you know, good, good and bad vanquishing, trying to vanquish good or bad a mixture of both. But this was like, and there was nothing good. It was it was a very nihilistic movie. What about um, silly moments? I have a couple of silly moments. Um, my my favorite line is the silliest. I guess is is the is this moment where the count is it's coming down the stairs with her and all hell's breaking loose, and he says, "I often wondered if this would happen." And it has. 
There you go. Yeah. My favorite. Um, I had two. One is when the uh, the girls run across the uh, get frightened because they run across the um, they're in the they're in the carriage and the men are out hunting wild boar mm-hmm. and uh, they clearly couldn't get a wild boar or even a mechanical wild boar so they have a snarling <laughs> snorting grunting big ball of hay being dragged across the by a rope yeah by a rope but apparently the boar is we're supposed to believe there's a boar inside it yes but with leaves magnetically clinging to it somehow (laughs) yeah Yeah. just a big like tumbleweed snorting and snarling it is pretty hysterically funny that that was just there and the other is when the when the the townspeople are coming for count karnstein and his servant his mute servant Joachim starts miming for him that the people are coming and he, and he does his uh, thing in mime and, and Karnstein says, they have crosses. And, and Joachim nods and does a whole other mime thing. And, and Karnstein says, <laughs> and stakes. I know. And then Joachim does a whole other mime yeah. thing and axes <laughs> straight out of Mel Brooks, yeah. like literally out of out of Young Frankenstein. Yeah, just absolutely hysterical. There's the, there's a great Benny Hill moment that's really funny. Um, there's a point at which Peter Cushing is giving he's enraged because somebody's gotten away from him or somebody's insulted him, and he's anyway he's screaming. And he references the title of the movie. He says something like, you know, God save us from these twins of evil. And he's screaming about his nieces. Yes. And, you know, twins of evil is it's the title of the movie is kind of like the, the title of the birds. You know, it's it has a double it has meanings inside of meanings here. Yes. And so I think that they knew this because. <clears throat> <laughs> Peter Cushing screams, save us from these twins of evil. And they just cut to his henchmen, the three of them. And there's just that one kind of blonde guy in the middle. Yeah. And he just, he just kind of makes like a little Benny Hill face. Like <laughs> just like a slightly dumb guy face. And they lay on it a second too long. You know, in case we didn't get the point. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was pretty damn hysterical. Yeah. But again, you know, like, this isn't a funny moment, but just this, this Cushing's death is incredible. Like when he gets thrown off that balcony and then his landing on the stairs and rolling halfway down. And it was him. Yeah. Incredible. Like I, it's like better than Hamlet stuff going on there. It's great. Yeah. That was, that was, in fact, it was very, it was very Shakespearean. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was on the stairs. Yeah. Almost hear somebody crouching down and saying, "In flights of angels, sing thee to thy rest." Something like that, yes. Yes. Um, uh, what about um, double feature? Do you have a double feature on this? I do, and um, I'm going with Footloose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see where you. I see what you did there. I think this and Footloose would be perfect. Kevin Bacon is Count Karnstein, tearing up the town. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and John uh, John Lithgow is John Peter Lithgow Cushing. Is yeah, definitely. Okay, I went with I went the more obvious route: Dead Ringers. 
Okay. Okay. Another another twin. Another movie. twins movie. Yeah. Different in the sense, of course, though, it should be said that in Dead Ringers, it's the same actor playing both twins. Right. And in this movie, it's real twins playing twins. Playing twins. And then wasn't there a movie where they had twins? Oh, there's been some TV shows where they've had twins playing one person. Oh, that they do a lot. Yeah. Particularly with little with kids. kids who yeah. can't stay up, you know, who, who can't work for as long. Right. Uh, so it's a way they get around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about uh, who am I and who are you? Um, I'm going to this. You know, I don't want to be insulting because this Go is ahead. really th no, this no. is this is uh, who I think you would be cast as and who you'd play if particularly if this was a theater piece. OK. But I think you'd be Dietrich, the Count's servant, the put upon guy who's like just about to get axed if uh if he doesn't get his his act together okay because yeah. he has a couple of close-ups that i think you'd have killed in when he's <laughs> like you know i'm gonna hold you responsible and then he just is a you know he kind of swallows a little bit it's very funny in the moment anyway that was my pick i put you in that role are you serious yeah you're completely wrong because i am definitely the jailer who they I hypnotize. said I was the jailer. No. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm definitely the drunken jailer who the gets hypnotized jailer? and doesn't oh. realize. But actually, you know who I think we would both be cast as in in reality? Don't. Uh, as No. Non-speaking, grunting men in vials band. <laughs> yeah. Just in the, in, the, in the crowd going, oh! Yeah, yeah that, that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. There wasn't an easy thing to find uh, for uh, roles for us in this movie. I was disappointed yeah, that was a in tough that. One. Okay, we've done a little bit of the recasting. We we both <laughs> clearly agreed with Jimmy Fallon as as Count Karnstein. Well, actually, no, I I didn't. I mean, I, that's fantastic. But I had somebody else picked for uh, for um, for the count. Who did you have picked? Because I have, you know, I'm doing like a whole package tent pole repackaging in this movie with a cast that's like you know um uh interconnected thematically with 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 all these roles okay so i wanted right. to go with um jason momoa as the count all um, right he's How testing he's testing really well matthew don't make that face he tests I'm great no i'm trying to get the people connection. love him no, I love him. I love him. I just don't get the the thematic connection. Has he played something? No, 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 no. You're not. You're misunderstanding. the The group of people I've picked all work yeah. together in an ensemble. Uh, oh, okay. All right. No, so, it's not like trick. It's not like you know that kind of thing where gotcha. there's okay. Intermediate. So Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, because I also think he kind of looks like a beefier version of this guy. I mean, he's okay. like a he's like a modern version of the Count. Uh, I want Michael Fassbender to play uh, Peter Cushing's role. Um, I want, uh, the twins, I want to, I, I don't, I, I want them to be played by, um, two different actresses that will digitally make look the same. Okay. And we're going to meld Haley Steinfeld and Chloe Grace Moretz, and they're go both going to play the different twins. And then, you know, we'll CGI them to make them look similar. Okay. You don't seem to like any of these so far, but no, uh, I, I, this, I, I want I, you to understand already the studio is behind it. Like most of the guys I'm, like I'm it with you. and I'm all with you. the names are testing 
great, just great. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm okay, with you. So a little more enthusiasm just, just okay. to show them because they're going to see this tape and they're going to be like, why isn't Matthew on board with this casting? Well, then we I'm think not going to be hired. I'm going to be out if they're behind it. Just trying to help. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that uh, the hero, the school teacher hero is Michael C. Hall. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stop and let you go for a while. No, I'm with, I'm with you. Okay. No, I just really don't want to keep going until I hear some of yours. Okay. <clears throat> uh, as uh, Wile, uh, Vile, I have Russell Crowe. Okay. Uh, I have Anna Taylor-Joy as both of the twins. I like that. Jimmy Fallon as the Count. Michael Ely as Anton. Do you know Michael Ely? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Anton, though. Tell me who Anton is. Anton is, is it... the, the good teacher. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Billy Magnuson as Dietrich. Do you know Billy Magnuson? I don't know if I know who Billy Magnuson is. Billy Magnuson was in Get Shorty. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the guy who's the idiot, but then when he gets on <laughs> set, he's a brilliant actor. I, I absolutely know who that is. Yes. He's and great. Joachim has to be played by Michael Myers. By by Mike Myers? Mike Myers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. not Michael Myers from... from That's what I was... I was confused. I didn't know how a character could be played by another fictional character. No. I didn't know how that was going to work. Mike Myers. Okay. Yes, yeah. good. I says Joachim. Um, I like all that. I like all that. I think, um, for me, uh, the hero's sister, the school teacher should be Tina Fey. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Cushing's, uh, right-hand man, Will Arnett. <laughs> and, uh, I think Viola Davis should play Peter Cushing's wife. Yeah. And, um, and I think that the uh, Dietrich should be Stephen Root. Oh, excellent. Okay. Even Stephen Root can play anything. Every role in this movie, as far as Pretty I'm much concerned. Yeah, he could, just do, he, could, he could do a radio show of the whole thing, of yeah. all the characters. Yeah. There's nothing that Stephen Root can't yeah. do, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I love, you know what I did love, too, was those those damn purple titles. That great, those great 70s purple titles that was good stuff do you have a, a title for the sequel um i i don't i was i was going down the wrong road and i i i'm gonna let you speak yeah. no i i have one but i can't say it on the air it's what i might it's my problem yeah yeah I, it's uh this movie brings out the worst in all of us yeah yeah it truly Definitely. does definitely um it's nice I, I i must say compared to the uh kind of exploitation that we're we've gotten used to over the years seeing um such kind of like good natured by compare like comparatively good natured silly exploitation is 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 a bit of a relief although it's still somewhat exploitive um although many of the women i've seen interviewed in this uh, the hammer archive interviews and stuff seem you know, pretty proud to be part of the whole, the whole thing. And, uh, 
I'm sure it's case by case, but how did you feel about um because this this revealed something new to me about vampire lore that I didn't know that um that when the vampire is uh stuck through the chest with uh a wooden stake uh that they turn into paper mache. I didn't know that. Mm before seeing this movie yeah vampires are made out of beehives i don't think you knew that <laughs> yeah it's a british thing <laughs> it was yeah it, it was pretty great and i like how the blood is different like the virgins have have beautiful like maple syrup blood you know and uh, the guys all have just kind of like disgusting chalky you know <laughs> I'm blood. not there's actually science behind that. Is there? Yeah. Well, tell him to get away from there. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was sorry that um there weren't better roles for us. I felt a little let down. Yeah, but the Jimmy Fallon moment makes it all worth it to That's me. That's pretty I mean, great. I just fantasize about him doing he that kill in that part he would kill in that i actually think him him playing it as campy as he could possibly play it wouldn't be that different from the way it ended up being played no no i mean except this guy probably did it in three takes whereas fallon couldn't get through a take for it would take him months without laughing yeah yeah i mean it it, yeah but it how i I, I would like to see him take a role on like that. The blood coming out of uh, the vampire's mouth at the end when he gets speared was very effective. Yeah. For me. You like that? Yeah, it made me a little nauseous. That's great. That's what it's supposed to do. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. I You know, I thought... Uh, it's weird, because I, I, I really loved all these... I really loved all these movies, I guess... Um, maybe the of the four. Do you have a top? Do you have a favorite of these four we've done? Um, I think uh, it might be the um, the first vampire, the um, uh, Brides of Dracula. Dracula. Might be my favorite. It was great. There was some great. great stuff in that. How about you? I, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I think it's a, it's between Curse of, it's a between um, Curse of Frankenstein and this one. <clears throat> Maybe leaning towards Curse of Frankenstein because. Frankenstein I, must be destroyed. Or yeah, Frankenstein yeah. must be destroyed. Sorry. Maybe leaning a little bit towards that one only because it was. I love them dealing with the classic, the classic Frankenstein mythology like that. Yeah. Just dealing with it like that mm. was cool. Um, but I, I think that this is the best made one. Maybe uh, it see it it moves along really well. It's yeah. really well edited, and and doesn't have any drag points. And all the other movies had had some periods of where a little little got a little draggy for me. Yeah, um, and uh. And I think that they 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 really just this was the tightest art direction all around production for the most part 
So uh, it's a toss up for me. But they were all they all had like way more uh, to offer than I than I really anticipated. Well, I'm glad we did it, and I'm looking forward to when we revisit Hammer. Cool, me too. We'll we'll put a list together for either end of the year or maybe next Halloween or something like that. Well, you may want to do it in April just to get back at me for what I have planned for you next. No, because you would you enjoy you would enjoy this. Oh, that's true. I'm not going to get back at you with something you would enjoy. That would be pointless. Although, thank you for trying to trick me into doing that. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. So coming up next month, though, uh, you know, March. In March, we have the first day of spring. And in spring, a young man's fancy turns to love. So we're going to do four romantic comedy movies. Um, and I think we're going to kick it off with Notting Hill. Hugh Grant and uh julia louis dreyfus oh no i'm sorry um (laughs) not i wouldn't know i don't i I, I wouldn't know um you know mr mcfuddy duddy mr mcfudderson and (laughs) julia louis dreyfus (laughs) mr mcfuddy um mr mcfudderson yeah you know julia the famous one julia roberts yeah julia roberts yeah and um, isn't that actor Nigel Brinson Who? What's the guy who plays his friend? He's a good actor. Oh, I'm forgetting his name, but he's wonderful. Okay. Okay. So not at least, at least he's in it. We then got we're going to follow with Pillow Talk. Oh, we're going back in time. A little. We're. I figured mix it up a little bit. Pillow okay. Talk. Pillow Talk. Who's in that? Um, Peter. Uh, um, Rock, Rock Hudson, Hudson and Doris Day. Okay. Great. Then. Great. How to Steal a Million, which you may enjoy. I've never seen it. Who's, Peter whose O'Toole, film is that? Peter O'Toole oh. and Audrey Hepburn. Oh, okay. how bad can that be? Well, you know, you're 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 certainly not okay. And what's the last one? This is where I drive a stake through your heart. Yeah, because so far I'm not feeling any. Well, a little bit of pain, but not too much. Notting Hill's causing you a little bit of pain. A little anxiety. The other two, I think, may be interesting. And so I'm so just cinematic. I'm I'm interested in seeing films from that period anyway, and those actors. Yeah. So yeah. But but then to drive a stake through your heart, Bridget Jones' Diary. You dirty bastard! <laughs> yeah. You dirty, dirty yeah. bastard! Yeah. You had to do it. Yeah. You really did, didn't you? You had to pick, like, you went right for the jugular. Colin Firth, Renee Zellweger. I'm not, I'm, I'm already upset that it, that it's (laughs) ending on that note. Okay. On that note. All right. So we've got that look forward. But for next week, Notting Hill understand if you're new to this matthew was picking this these films you know precisely to drive me mad because i'm perceived as hating rom-coms and there's some truth to that but not really but i i I think he i think he knows the kind that i'm really talking about and he's he was careful to pick one that sounds to me like it's it's my kryptonite yeah, but except I think all of these are going to be better than 27 dresses, in your opinion. I hope so, because that was a low point in my life. <laughs> and I've had some creepy times. And you've had some creepy times. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, we won't get into it now, <laughs> but you, you've had some, some stuff. Uh, so join us next week for, uh, for Notting Hill. And let's Please see do. If, if Tony's head can stay. I think I'll stage. be okay through this one. I think I can make this one. All right. See you next week. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.